I wish I could put my fist through this whole lousy beautiful town. Hey guys, um, so we recorded this episode on Tuesday evening, um, so quite a few things have changed even in the short amount of time <laughs> that has passed since then. Um, so just be aware that some of the information that's in this episode it, uh, could be outdated. Um, also in the show notes, we are listing all the resources that we talked about, plus some extra ones that have popped up since then, and I will bold those so you are aware of which ones are new and more relevant. Um, so anyway, without further ado, here is the show. Hey guys, um, this is Lousy Beautiful Town. I'm Jess and Abby's here too. Hello. Hello. Um, Hello. We are are doing something a little different this episode. We did not feel like it was appropriate to center Star Wars content during this time. Um, we felt like it was really important, um, to use our platform to, um, help give you guys some resources to, um, help make Black Lives Matter in this country. Mm-hmm. So we are going to talk through kind of the situation that's going on in the States right now. I know we have a couple, actually we have quite a few overseas listeners and I know there's unrest all over the world right now in solidarity and also there's a lot of anti-blackness in other countries as well so you guys are are not off <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. get get a what am i trying you to say a pass. A pass there we go <laughs> um so yeah we're gonna kind of go through a bunch of stuff we will have lots of resources places you can donate books you can read i mean honestly if you've been on instagram or twitter for the past like three days you should be inundated with resources. Lots of people have made Google Docs, like uh, anti-racism, like starting points. And so there's kind of no excuse at this point for you right. to be uninformed. It can be overwhelming, though. I, like, especially right now, I feel like a lot of people are posting that kind of stuff because they're performative, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we're kind of, I don't know, we felt like we have this platform, we can do something. We speak on these, I feel like we speak on a lot of these topics anyway, but Mm -hmm. uh, in a Star Wars context. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. this is, Star Wars is great and all, but this is real life. And these are real people that are, and have been dying for hundreds of years because of racism and because of uh, the system is set against them and us. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of changes need to happen. And I think COVID-19 and uh, police shootings and Trump are kind of the perfect storm because everybody's got time to protest mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, most people. Anyway. Yeah. I think we should start off by talking about a couple of the people that have been killed recently. Um. And this, to be clear, is these are black people that are that have been murdered and it is state sanctioned. Like these are police Mm -hmm. officers that were given free reign to go into apartments in some cases to pull people out of cars, like to go into businesses um, and kill. And I mean, in in Breonna Taylor's case, she was shot eight times while she was laying in bed. (laughs) So. Mm Uh, that's full of fuckery. And, um, I think only at this point, only one officer has been arrested out of all of these people who are involved with these murders. Brianna Taylor, uh, she's 
She was an EMT, wanted to be a nurse. Uh, her The cops broke into her home. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like a no-knock visit or something like that. Like if they mm-hmm. think there's a suspect that's living in someone's home or hiding in someone's home, they can just go in. That should not be a thing. Um, and they shot her while she was sleeping, even though the suspect was already apprehended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. George Floyd. Would... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that was in Louisville, Thank Kentucky. You. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, George Floyd, who I'm sure everybody knows that name right now, uh, was carrying like a fake 20, didn't know it. Uh, I guess the state or county protocol is for a shop owner to call the police when that happens. Shop owners called. I uh, didn't know it was going to end up in George Floyd's death, but it did. And we've all seen the video at this point, I'm sure. It's horrific. And apparently yep. the cop who killed George Floyd knew him on some level. So hopefully he will get charged with first degree murder. Um, Seriously. There's, there's yeah, like three other officers involved in that and mm-hmm. they are still free. Um, Ahmed Arbery was running <laughs> and was killed. Uh, Tony McDade is a trans man. I don't know the situation around this because um, I haven't seen what happened actually i haven't seen people posting what happened but this person was killed nina pop another uh trans person killed by police david um mcatty is a restaurant owner this man was killed just a couple days ago yesterday i believe or the day before i don't even know what day it is um it's (laughs) wednesday no it's tuesday no that was yesterday no that was whatever it doesn't matter um he was just in his restaurant and apparently he was like a lot of restaurant owners around the country i worked for a restaurant that did this as well he let cops eat for free and they fucking killed him so yep yep so these stats were taken from i believe the aclu twitter account and they were very general numbers but this is as of sunday morning um the arrests from the protests in New York were 300 plus, LA was 500 plus, Chicago was a thousand plus, something's <laughs> wrong there. Uh, and then nationwide, it was over 4,000 arrests as of Sunday. And the protests have just been getting bigger and bigger every day. So, yeah. well, let me, let me say something about Chicago. So, yeah, like the first, that. <laughs> yeah. So, the first day um, that the protests were like really like number one day, everybody's going the fuck out. Um, Chicago police raised all of the bridges across that, you know, you can walk across or drive across to go across the Chicago river. Um, if you're walking, which one would in a protest, um, there's no other way to get over the river, um, easily or safely. Uh, so they blocked that off even before the protest started. Um, which then meant that a lot of protesters were, blocked off from resources that were being provided by organizers. So things like water and extra masks and hand sanitizer and milk for tear gas. Um, They were completely blocked off from it because they raised the bridges. Um, And then it also, when they're like dispersed, this is an unlawful gathering. You can't fucking go anywhere if you can't fucking cross the river. Um, um, and they shut down the the public transit as yep. well. They <laughs> shut down, or they yeah, they shut down the L. They've been like closing it at like six thirty, um, which is 
unbelievable. Um, and now they are requiring, if you want to get into the loop, which is like downtown, downtown, this is usually what people think of when they're in Chicago is the loop. Um, you need a state ID to get into the loop, which is super problematic. Um, yep. Including if you like, especially if you are an undocumented citizen and like, say you work in the loop, well, now you're yeah. fucked um, or you can't afford a state ID. You're fucked. So, yeah, if you don't uh, drive, yep, you're fucked. <laughs> you don't have a driver's license. And, you've never gotten a state ID because you have never needed one. Like if you're mm-hmm. young, especially and you work, mm-hmm. like, you just use your passport to get work. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and so like if you're working past six thirty, and you need the L to get home, you're SOL right now. So it's a fucking hot mess. Chicago PD have always been trash. They will always be trash, Um, including the person that I know that works for Chicago PD. You're fucking trash. Mm -hmm. LAPD too. We all know what LAPD has been doing for decades here. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah, somebody somebody did steal uh, a Chicago PD horse. (laughs) (laughs) It was fucking like going down State Street or something. I can't remember what street it was, but like riding this horse, and I'm like, hell fucking yeah. These poor horses. I mean, I know they're like crowd trained, but like this is so shitty. Like I saw a video of like a cop trampling someone with their horse yeah and these horses are so well trained like they're trained not to trample people so it's very like the horse is trying not to step on this person and right. is like tripping over its hooves like it's so fucking terrible like fuck the police and i'm sorry if you're uncomfortable with that phrase at this point you need to stop listening to this podcast yeah we don't want you here we don't want <laughs> you here we're not sorry to see you go i have not been shy about my anti-law enforcement or anti-military views ever on this Mm -hmm. podcast so um i don't know if you're unaware at this point i don't know why you're here if you're you're mad about it um yeah so la has uh given us two two days in a row 1 p.m curfews which is fucking ridiculous. It was technically Santa Monica and I think Beverly Hills or West Hollywood. And then Long Beach had one too. I was just like, really? And they announced it at 125. So I was like, okay, I guess I'm not going grocery shopping. And I guess like everybody that's still out that didn't know is just fucked. Like they're just going to get arrested because that's why the cops put these curfews into effect. It's so that they can legally arrest these people that are out past curfew that clearly it takes a while to disperse from an area where there are thousands of people protesting. Like it's, they're doing it on purpose. And LA Metro got shut down (laughs) as well. Um, Tonight there's protests in Hollywood and they shut down a bunch of the LA Metro stops in that area. So if you need to, if you work in Hollywood and you need to use the red line, you would have to walk like, 40 minutes out of your way to a different stop <laughs> to mm-hmm. to be able to use the metro at all. I don't know if they officially shut it down yet. I'm sure that's coming, but yeah, it's been outrageous. Like it's so yeah. transparent like what's happening. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, uh, it's the same thing well, our curfew, well, our, I'm not actually in Chicago, Chicago, but uh the Chicago curfew is at 9 p.m., so it's not nearly as bad as 1 p.m. Um, I was but so they did, like, what the fuck? The, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, but they did the same thing where um, 
our Chicago mayor, Lori Lightfoot, announced it 30 minutes before nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they did that here too when we had the four o'clock curfew or maybe the five o'clock. I can't remember. There's been so many and they were all very confusing and they kept changing. So I don't know. It could have been four. Um, mm-hmm. They let us know like 30 minutes ahead of time. And it was for the entire county, which LA County is huge, like mileage wise. And there's protest and there's traffic. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though there is still a pandemic going on, like the traffic is kind of getting back to what it normally is at this point because right. stuff is opening. Um, 30 minutes is not enough time to get anywhere. In LA no. County. <laughs> like you can't even go like five miles in 30 minutes in some areas of LA County. Like, Get the fuck out of here. I was like so transparent. Well, that's like the, the thing in, in Chicago too. Like they shut down the CTA at 630 and then they're like nine o'clock. Get the fuck out. Where are you going to go? The bridges are raised. Where are you going to go? It's just fucking obnoxious. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Yep. And the majority of these protests have been absolutely peaceful. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of yelling, yes, because people are angry, because uh, black people are dying, and that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, should be angry. We should be yelling. That's our right to do that. We have a, a constitution that says we can mm-hmm. do that. Um, but police are escalating violence. They're yeah. throwing tear gas and shooting rubber bullets, which I don't know if you've ever seen a rubber bullet. I saw a mm-hmm. rubber bullet for the first time yesterday, and they're fucking gnarly. Like, yeah, they're like as big as my hand. And they're just like a steel bullet covered in rubber. Like yep. it's yep. not not okay to be shooting these point blank at people. Like people are going like there's a journalist that is like gonna be blind permanently in one of yep. her eyes because she was shot in the face. There's another guy who like half his face is broken because he was shot in the face. I think it was with a tear gas canister, but still that shouldn't mm-hmm. be shot at people's faces either. And tear gas makes you cough, which during a viral pandemic that affects your respiratory system is not great <laughs> not <laughs> not great um and they're beating you, people and, with batons so you know right huge. you know that like when covid numbers start rising again they're going to blame the protesters oh yeah and not the fact that like we wouldn't be protesting if police weren't murdering black people in the first place <laughs> yeah don't if you don't want protests don't murder <laughs> or if you do murder <laughs> imagine that. You put them in prison <laughs> like right. that's how it works fucking but imagine that as mall said justice is only delivered by the ruling whatever he said mm-hmm. whoever is in charge at the time so this corrupt racist us government uh view of justice is this apparently and when we are actually wanting real justice like <laughs> Uh, this is what we get. Um, so yeah, and the press is not helping. They are, <laughs> <No. laughs> there. There's been looting, yes, because that's what people do. And honestly, mm. like black people, go fucking loot because you deserve it. You deserve everything and every one of those stores, all of these, yep. like Target, CVS, like go in all of them. Like get what you need. We got a twelve hundred dollar check once. We've been yep. stuck inside since March, most of us. Like, how, how is that helpful? <laughs> like, yeah, go loot. But 
um, we are pro-looting on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, but also there have been people that are not protesters that are taking advantage of the situation and they're looting. There's been plenty of videos showing like these random white people. White people. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to go to Sephora and just like clean the place out and just walk out. La-di-da. And mm-hmm. uh, no, that's not okay. Um, you don't get to loot. You already get everything you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the press, the mainstream media is is focusing on the looting and the destruction. And there's very few journalists that are focusing on the reason for the looting and the destruction and the protesting. And it's very frustrating. And I'm sorry, but we need to have this conversation in looting about protecting property versus protecting <laughs> human life. Like somebody died. Many people have died. <laughs> Many right. people, like thousands at this point. And you are mad because Nordstrom got looted. Like Nordstrom doesn't care about you. Like, why are we protecting property? Like you can replace your fucking purse. You can replace the fucking Grove in LA, the Fairfax district where the violence started at the LA protests on Sunday. They, the Starbucks that was like, like tagged and like kind of fucked up is already back to normal. Like the next morning, like, Corporations have the money to replenish whatever has been taken and everything's insured. Like there's no problem. Like mom and pop shops are a different story, but like these fucking (laughs) corporations are not worth your protection. I'm sorry. Like, no, I'm not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) They're not doing anything for you. Stop fucking protecting them. Yeah. And and all these (laughs) fucking losers like voluntarily cleaning up Nordstrom from the outside. Fucking clowns. Like, what do you think? Like Mr. Nordstrom is going to come down from the sky and be like, thank you. You're not even going to get a gift card. Sorry. (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just think it's really interesting because, okay, so majority of like the fights that I'm getting into with people are on fucking Facebook because of course it is um, because they're all fucking idiots. And it's just really fucking interesting that the people who choose to go to bat for property are pro lifers in my circumstances of people that have been arguing with me. Like this is really, really interesting. Like all of a sudden things are more important than lives to you. Huh? Huh. Wonder why that is. Yeah, the pro-life people have been real quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all are real fucking quiet. And Either fucking that shows. or everybody, I my, I just follow all the right people at this point. <laughs> I've only had to unfollow no. one person on Instagram, so I feel like that's well, pretty good. Yeah, Impressive. Most and impressive. he's gay. <laughs> uh, is he white? No. Oh. He's Latino. I know. Oh. I know. That's a whole other conversation that I am not going to be a part of because I'm not Latina. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think we need to talk about the history of the police for a hot second because yeah. the I think there's also legal precedent for this like recently as well. I don't remember where, uh, but there was a recent case where um, basically a judge ruled that the police department for whatever this case was did not need to serve and protect. <laughs> mm. um, whatever the situation was. Um, that's not like something that police legally have to do. That's just mm-hmm. a fucking tagline. <laughs> right. It's fucking propaganda. The police started as slave catchers 
for runaway slaves and slaves, as we know, were property. So they started as a protector of property. So what they're doing right now with protecting property, corporate property, is exactly what they were created to do, which is why we need to get rid of the police department, (laughs) defund the police, because from the beginning, it's been a corrupt institution and there's no reforming it at this point. Like all the reforms that have been pushed through have not been effective. Like body cams. Well, and I've seen like so many. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I saw a lot of like, oh, hang on. I'm trying to like resituate myself. Ah! My desk in my bedroom is made for a 10 year old, which I mean, it fits me because I'm so small. But then sometimes when I want to readjust it wants me to die. Anyway, um, I saw a lot of like my social work friends, um, particularly the ones I went to school with talking about like, oh, this is why we need CPI training for police officers, which CPI is crisis prevention intervention. And like, okay, sure. That's not going to fucking change the fact that they're racist. And most of them have CPI training. They go to like how to de-escalate crisis training for like eight hours in their however many days of training in the police academy. Yeah. And they're still fucking killing people. This isn't a thing that's like going to be fixed by training. It yeah, your 10 hours be... of implicit bias training is not doing shit yeah. <laughs> for no. hundreds of years of anti-blackness. No. <laughs> it oh, birth needs... control time. <laughs> birth control time. Um, it needs to be completely fucking torn down. That's the thing with systemic issues. And so like I see a lot of a lot more white people using the word systemic institutions and systemic racism and stuff like that. And then being like, trainings will fix the problem. And it's like, (laughs) you're using the right words. You keep using that word. And I don't think you know what it means. (laughs) (laughs) If it's a systemic issue, it has to be completely torn down. It's just fucking frustrating. Yeah. I had a meltdown earlier and I was sobbing because I feel like there is a huge disparity between what I'm seeing on Instagram and Twitter. I don't even bother going on Facebook anymore because after Trump got elected, I was basically bullied off of Facebook. So fuck that. Um, uh, I there's like, I'm sorry. I'm so sick of seeing the racism one Oh one posts. Like we should be past this. And I know I'm a Yogi. Everyone's at a different part of their journey. I need to be respectful of that. But at the same time, while you're trying to figure out what racism is, people are dying. And people have been dying this whole time while you have just been not aware or just not you knew, but you didn't care enough to look into it. And there's people that post about this shit all the time. I post about this shit all the time. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I am not quiet about this. I know Abby's not quiet about it either. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. It's well, no, and and you know what? Yes, like meeting people where they're at in their journey is like really important when it comes to like yoga and therapy. But if you're <laughs> like 30 years old and you're just learning racism 101, no, that's fucking on you. That's not meeting you where you're at. That's you've had 30 years to challenge the bullshit you learned growing up. And I know it's fucking hard because I grew up in a Republican family, a Republican Roman Catholic family. Like I was a piece of shit when I was a kid. I was awful. But you know what I fucking did when I was 12? My research. So if you're 30 years old and you're just getting into racism 101, no, that's on you. I'm not meeting you where you're at. 
fair. Bullshit. I like that philosophy much better. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just so fucking frustrated earlier. Like I was talking to Holly and Stitch on Twitter and I they had to kind of talk me down. They're like, yeah, no, like some people still need this. And I'm like, I mean, yeah. But why? <laughs> I mean, but that's yeah, like the reality of where we're at, you know? Right. Like, and I'm not like knocking down people. I'm not trying. Okay. I'm not trying to be like, fuck you, like for trying to learn race- racism 101. Like, good. Do that. But also take a look and reflect on the fact that you spent so long refusing to learn about this, that it's taken God knows how many black people to be murdered by police for you to start noticing. So that's what I want you to be self-reflective on. Continue doing your work and your research, but reflect on why you chose until now to do it. Yep. And maybe certain aspects about you as a human being, maybe what you look like, what family Mm -hmm. you were born into, what uh, economic circumstances, um, how that affects how you came to this. Because, I mean... I've dealt with racism my whole life. I just didn't know that's what it was until I was in my Mm. 20s (laughs) Mm because it was Mm -hmm. art. When I started actually getting like super racist comments, I was like, oh, this is this fucking sucks. And then you start to slowly realize, oh, no, everybody has been racist towards me my entire life. I was just either not aware or I thought they were joking or they were my friends or they were my family. It was mm-hmm. microaggressions and that like that's and you have to admit to yourself too that you have contributed to that as well. Mm-hmm. Like and I'm not gonna say that's okay because it's not like and the guilt that you're probably feeling over this is good. That means you yep. realize it's wrong. <laughs> yep. That means you know something has to change and that's okay. That is okay. Yep. Um so feel guilty. Uh, use that guilt, use that guilt, put that energy into learning about things. And you don't just have to sit there and learn and make that your first step. You can do multiple things at the same time. And we'll talk about that in a second. But but something my therapist always says is guilt implies wrongdoing. Yeah. Um, and in this sense, you have done something wrong. <laughs> yeah. There are many cases where you might feel guilt and that is not the case. Yes. Your brain is broken. Yes. But <laughs> in this case, you wrong have done is being wrong. done. And yes, you have done wrong by ignoring it or just not being aware. Um, mm. But you don't have an excuse anymore. I, no. no one, absolutely no. no one that is alive right now has an excuse. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. So. no, it's absolute bullshit. I'm already glass. halfway through, more than halfway through my glass of wine. Oh, I'm already more than halfway through my bottle, so. <laughs> oh. Girl, yeah, I've been emotional be fair, for the past, is, like, three hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just got off of work, like, two hours ago. That's true. So, that's true. And then I watched Avatar while I ate my mac and cheese. Oh, God, that's enough <laughs> to be emotional. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Uncle um, Iroh's in jail, and it's sad. Oh, my Asian dad. I would... <laughs> life for Uncle Iroh. But that's not what we're talking about. We'll have an Avatar episode soon. Um, (laughs) It is Pride Month, and I think we need to acknowledge, um, you can do your own research on this, because plenty of people are posting on it, and Annalise, I believe, came on here and talked about it. If not, I know for sure she talked about it on Rebel Girl uh, with me and Amanda at some point. Um, You would not have Pride Month, and you would not have a lot of things as queer people without black trans women. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah. And 
our okay so i'm gonna step aside let's sit down my lane. <laughs> Let, let's let's sit down my queer children and those of you who are queer that are older than me right now you are my children um we wouldn't have jack shit if it weren't for black women we wouldn't have jack shit if it weren't for black trans women and we continue to take shit uh even now and you know i see y'all being like ooh. We love Marsha P. Johnson because she threw the first brick. Then what the fuck are you doing for black trans women right now? And your queerness doesn't excuse the fact that you're white. So, yeah, we can be marginalized because we are queer. We can be discriminated against because we are queer. But it is never going to be at a level that the black queer community, especially the black trans community, experiences. Ever. So you. Oh, all of your rights, every single one of your rights to black queer women, queer women and black trans women. Like we wouldn't get to celebrate this month without them. And there should be no pride for us until there is liberation for all of us. So I'm fucking tired. <laughs> and everything about pride this month should be about black lives, black queer lives. Also, pride, the first Pride was uh, anti-cop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't no just like... Pride. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just like, oh, we just want to be queer. Like, just let us be queer in this space. No. It was beating the shit out of cops. <laughs> well, because cops were beating the shit out of yeah. queer people. <laughs> like, yeah. That's where all of this came from. Like, like, we... Okay. So, like, and I've been... I've done this, too. Like, where you're like, no cops at Pride, just blah, blah, blah. Like, because it's funny. Then we use humor to cope. I have been, I have said no, co- no, wow, I can't fucking talk right now. I said no crops at <laughs> Why? No fucking agriculture. <laughs> you bring your corn, get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, I was thinking like riding crops. Whoops. Oh. <laughs> The difference between somebody who lives in the Midwest and someone who doesn't. Oh, anyway, I too because if we did it, we would cry. We cry. (laughs) I tweet. I've tweeted no cops at Pride, just Luke Skywalker in his big heart, and so like it's cute and fun to do stuff like that. But no cops at Pride isn't just like a quirky saying. It literally means no fucking cops at Pride because they were the ones killing us and beating the shit out of us and throwing us in jail for simply existing as we are. No cop should ever be allowed at Pride. No corporation should ever be allowed at Pride. Mm -hmm. And if you just continue to let this happen, you're fucking complicit in all of this. Mm -hmm. Stop thinking that cops have your back. They fucking don't. All cops are bastards. Cops and corporations do not care about you. No. They do not care about you. Um, For one moment, I would like to um, talk about (laughs) the L.A. city budget that was passed today. Um, There was an amazing Zoom town hall with the police commission of LAPD. Mm. Yeah. And people were fucking roasting. <laughs> you apparently let's go on Twitter. It's probably yeah. my retweets. It's fucking apparently hilarious. Tony Hawk got in on it. Um, some woman said that my 
Moore had the most racist eyebrows ever, who is the police chief of LAPD. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. Anyway, um, all of this was going on for a few hours. Like people were just calling in over, you know, for hours to roast them. And in the meantime, the city council met and passed this bullshit budget that a lot of us have been trying to defund the police in this budget because that's the goal right now at this point. Um, the I have to read you this number. So the police in this budget have the largest allocation of money. I think it's 54% of the budget is what I was saying the numbers. It is 1.7 billion. That's salaries alone. God. Uh, 1.8 billion is basically the total. I had to count the zeros because I was like, there's no way. There's no, no right. way. <laughs> um, the second, the next highest number is fire department and it's 694 million. Like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so much. I mean, if you look at compared to appropriations to the library fund, 200,000. No, it's two hundred billion. Sorry. Oh, Jess. Sorry. <laughs> well, a big still. difference. I know. I'm sorry. I need. It's really small print. I really need my reading glasses to see this, but I'm trying to zoom. Oh God, you're old. I know. Uh, appropriations to recreation and parks fund two hundred twenty-six million. Appropriations to the library fund two hundred and four million. Mm, the mayor. Salary, $8.1 million. Fuck. It's just... Civil and Human Rights Commission, 350000 <laughs> That's for salaries alone. Like, that's not even expenses. The expenses are only 13000 That right there should tell you everything you need to know about LA right now and why there's so much civil unrest. You want to hear what uh, the Illinois governor did today? Oh, please tell me. <laughs> He today signed a bill into law, a bipartisan piece of legislation, might I add, uh, allowing the sale of cocktails for pickup and delivery. <laughs> oh my God! Chicago is experiencing militarized police and the National Guard, but don't worry, y'all, we can fucking get to go cocktails. Fuck you, JB Pritzker. Like, fuck off it's so fucking frustrating and like i like listen we'll we'll talk about this about like voting in a racist like let's be real that's what we had to do here in illinois is we had to vote in a billionaire um because it was better than the other option but it's just like i fucking voted for you and you're not fucking doing shit for anybody like you're signing in cocktail laws and not doing goddamn dick about the fact that a thousand plus people have been arrested in Chicago by militarized police. Yeah. Okay, buddy. I need another glass of wine. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's it makes. I was so angry earlier. I'm gonna cry again because I'm so angry. <laughs> I was so angry because it feels like we're doing all of like. There, have you seen the fucking videos of? LA right now, like every fucking municipal area is like in out in like 
out in force. <laughs> and by mm-hmm. force, I mean just a lot of people out there fucking yelling because nobody is doing anything that's not peaceful right. until the cops come. And during a fucking town hall, this budget gets passed. Like, really? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's entirely fucking on And the people were at the fucking mayor's office, like, so many people were at the mayor's, or at the mayor's house. And Mm -hmm. just like, dude, do something. Like, you're getting cucked by the LAPD right now. (laughs) (laughs) Cuck the (laughs) post. Okay, real quick. Someone posted. Tweet that you said. Someone tweeted. I need to find this tweet and I need to post it in our Discord uh, for Patreon. Oh, I found it. So Santa Clarita is a is a suburb of LA. It's north of LA. It's about mm, it's like an hour north of LA, maybe a little less. Um, and this girl <laughs> tweeted, she's like, "Hey, all of LAPD is like at the protest, and they all live in Santa Clarita. So everybody go fuck their wives." <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. and it was so out of left field. <laughs> I was like, and then and then um uh. Zoe, what's her name? Um, shit from Crash Crash Override. What is her last name? Oh, oh, fuck, Quinn. Zoe Quinn replied, "Cuck the police," and I <laughs> died. <laughs> well, you texted me that tweet and then immediately said, "Where's five? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh. <laughs> I'm glad we have started that movement. That fives has fucked everyone's wives. <laughs> Like we will have We're to start a support going. group. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to support start a support group for all of the people who uh, fives fuck their wives, except for LAPD. We don't care. Except about for LAPD, <laughs> fuck you. You don't get goddamn. Di- okay, hang on. Since we're talking about support and like therapy, mm. I just, I just, I uh, let me get on my little high horse real quick. I'm so tired of seeing people be like, I became a police officer because I wanted to help people. Um, no. If you wanted to help people, you would have gone into literally any helping profession. The police is not a helping profession because <laughs> ah! it's property protection. It is property <laughs> protection. And those of us in actual helping professions wouldn't be needing to help people deal from the trauma that your profession causes. So no, you are not part of the helping profession. You do not get to claim ranks with EMTs and firefighters and nurses and therapists. Fuck right off. If we are having to help people with the aftermath of your brutality, you do not get to say, I got into the police so I can help people. Suck my dick. Yep. Or Eat my ass. Public service. Yep. You're servicing property owners and the state. You are not serving the public, the voting public, the people who have immigrated here <laughs> that need protection. No. Absolutely not. Um, So this begs the question, what do we do? Because a lot of people have been asking me that, and I'm getting tired of answering it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'm not black, so I'm answering it. Because Mm -hmm. I'm putting in this work to educate people so that you won't go and at black people or DM black people and bug them right now. 
stop doing that don't, for the love of God. Don't. Just leave them alone. Let them rest. This is, a, this is hard enough. Just leave them alone. <laughs> just, yep. just follow them and watch and listen. Like, don't comment. Don't DM. Just listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do that. Um, the other thing I've been seeing thrown around a lot, especially by influencers on Instagram, is you have to vote. Like, register to vote. And, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. we need to vote. I agree. We, we do need to vote. But mm-hmm. be mindful that we are voting in a racist, corrupt system, and it is not enough. Because the system does not serve us. <laughs> mm. The system serves the 1%. <laughs> uh, and at this point, the police state. <laughs> right. Um, if you think voting is enough, uh, go on Twitter and search DC polls right now. Because the lines for the DC polls are hours long at this point. If you're a person of color, if you are a black person that works in the service industry, if you work in healthcare and you have long 12-hour shifts or you work night shifts, you are supposed to get a day off paid to vote, but most places places are not going to do that. You will most likely get fired and let, you know, they'll find a way to let you go if you try to take time off to vote. Um, So when are you supposed to vote in this situation where the poll lines are hours long you need to go to work you can't wait in line you don't have childcare. you're a single mom you're a single dad like you're taking there's care a of elderly pandemic. parents there's a pandemic <laughs> you are you are at risk because mm-hmm. systemically you are discriminated against because you're black in the healthcare system and mm-hmm. because of of uh constant stress and racism you are more at risk for chronic issues like hypertension mm-hmm. because the world <laughs> puts this on you, not because <laughs> right. of anything that you did. <laughs> so tell right. me, how does voting help in that situation? Because it doesn't. Like the lines in the, in the primaries at UCLA here were four hours long because they, LA County did not prepare <laughs> for the amount of people that came out to vote in the primaries. Right. <laughs> like, how are you supposed to navigate that? Like, are we, it, like, we know what people that are most marginalized don't have the option to drop everything and vote. They don't. No. So we need to make the system work first so that people are not disenfranchised. A lot of people that are in, uh, that that live in black communities uh, that are in a lot of times areas of the South because those are red states and those fucking governors and state senates are just fucking assholes. Uh, the, your your nearest voting like place might be hours away <laughs> because yep. they don't want your population to vote because you will vote Democrat and they want to stay in yep. power. Gerrymandering's a thing, mm-hmm. like. What is how how does voting help in this system that is rigged to lean red? Mm-hmm. Or even all of these big protests are happening. Chicago, L.A., New York, blue cities, quote, liberal mm-hmm. cities. And it's just as bad as everywhere else, if not worse. So tell yep. me how voting helps. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> Yep. Eh, it does. It doesn't at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The entirety, pretty much the entirety of Eastern Illinois is all one district for mm. voting. Imagine the that. Fuck? <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, to Imagine be fair, there's that. nothing in Eastern Illinois, but no, I'm just kidding. 
There's cornfields. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking tell that to Eastern Illinois University. Just kidding. They fucking suck. Oh my god. <laughs> I went to Southern Illinois, so I get to say that. <sighs> oh, and fuck you for going to Western Illinois. Because if you go to Western Illinois University, you're a cop. Mm. That's a fact. People go to Western Illinois University to become a cop. You suck. <sighs> yep. Um... I know Barack Obama has come out to say, uh, go vote in the local elections because you do vote in your DAs. And mm-hmm. a lot of these law enforcement officials, they are uh, elected positions. Those are important. So I agree. It's important to get involved on these local levels. But that's, I understand, it's hard to do. It's hard to find. I don't fucking know who a lot of these people are and you, what mm-hmm. you don't know what to trust. Like, does this website give me, is this website giving accurate information? Is it actually telling me like who's funding their campaigns? Are they leaving stuff out? Like, I don't know. It's so easy to just make shit up on the internet. Like there's no oversight anywhere and there's no central yeah. system to really see like what this person's agenda is and who's supporting them. Like in, in total, like you can see like, Oh, the, this person in the democratic party supports this candidate or whatever, but that doesn't really tell me anything. So what I've been doing for the past couple of years is just going on the DSA website and seeing who they, uh, who, who, who they have chosen to be their picks. But a lot, you know, sometimes you don't see those super local picks for Mm -hmm. your like city or your state district of, you know, law enforcement or education or whatever, your county, whatever, you know, it doesn't get that deep sometimes. So it's hard. I understand. And this is why you need to be connected to your local grassroots organizations that are involved in this kind of stuff. So um, I don't know what to tell you if you live in a small city. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know that life. (laughs) I'm sorry. So it's really easy for me living in a large city to find something, you know, whether that's L.A., Long Beach, L.A. County, whatever. Um, But it's possible because those people are there doing the work. I know they are (laughs) because otherwise these politicians wouldn't be running. They wouldn't have a team and a campaign to run. So there's people supporting them. Um, You just have to figure out what that is. And honestly, for the amount of work that black people have done in this country and the amount of people that have died so that you could live a comfortable life, ignorant of racism for this long, like you can fucking take like a couple hours out of your life to research what organizations are actually looking into this stuff so that you can, that you, they can help you. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can do that. Um, I feel like I'm talking a lot. <laughs> do you have anything to say? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. Um, I, think, I think we can go on to... So now that you've heard us bitch about a lot of things, you're probably like, well, what the fuck can I do? Well, we're going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Here are some you. of the places to, to donate, Jess. So <laughs> put down most of them because I was at work. Yeah, that's fine. I was I was doing this anyway. Um, mm-hmm. there, so right now, it's really important to donate to bail funds because a lot of people are being arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, California right now has... Um, like an emergency policy in place because of COVID-19 that if you are arrested for a misdemeanor, you can't, there, there can't be a bail for you because it's like, you know, a disease situation. So, um, 
in Los Angeles, they should not be charging you bail, but in some in many places they are. And I think the average bail is ten thousand dollars nationwide, mm-hmm. which is fucking no one who can meet that. Like I can't meet that. Right. Like I'm staying in jail. I'm so, like, <laughs> you know, like um, I'll keep rolling the dice until I get doubles. Uh, like I can't make bail at ten thousand dollars, and I have a decent job, you know, like, but still, mm-hmm. um, and. So you think about the people that are arrested all the time, people of color, uh, people that don't have access to resources, legal resources, and they bail bail bonds are a thing. So bail bonds charge 10% interest. And essentially what happens is you get arrested, you get put in jail. If you make bail, if you pay that $10,000, you get released. If you don't, you stay in jail for, ever, for however the amount of time either it takes you to get to your trial or um, or hearing or whatever that might be, depending on what the sentence is, or you can pay that bail. <laughs> mm-hmm. So whichever one comes first. <laughs> or I think some in some places there's a limit of like 90 days is like the max amount of time that you can be um, held or something like that if, you're, if your hearing or your trial is, is further away. Um, and if you go to all your trial dates after you make bail, you get released, you know, you get a lawyer, whatever, you go to court a couple times. If you're either you get sentenced or your case gets dismissed, that bail money goes back to you or whatever the, you know, bail bonds or the bail fund that paid your bail. So that bail money can get used to bail out another person. This is why they're really mm-hmm. important to donate to and to donate directly to. There is a website out there. It's called secure.actblue.com. You can split your donations to multiple bond, bail bond, bail, bail funds. Um, there is a processing fee of like 3.94% or something like that. Um, but honestly, it's just better to, do, to donate directly to them. I think Minnesota Bail Fund at this point has said cut off the donations. Like we have enough yeah. because that money gets circulated. So... And and not only does this money pay for bailing people out, but it also helps them with legal uh, navigating this legal network because a lot of people, I wouldn't fucking know what to do if I got arrested. (laughs) Like I call a lawyer, what happens now? I don't know. So they help you navigate that. They pay for all that stuff. They have a, a network of lawyers that work with you that navigate the court system for you. So that's where all that money goes. It's very important. Even, even not during a, time of civil unrest. It's important yeah. to, to donate to those bond, to, to, bleh, to those funds. So there's tons of local bail funds that you can direct to. Um, one place that you can go is communityjusticeexchange.org. These are all going to be in the show notes, so you have no excuse. Um, they work with 60 different local bail funds, and they also network legal help as well. So that's a place that you can go um, there's local ones. So the Minis- uh, the Chicago Community Bond Fund um, is one that you put down. So that's a local one for Chicago. Um, right now, the LA one is a combination um, association. So right now, if you donate to the People's City Council Freedom Fund, they are paying for bails, but they're also paying for a lot of other shit. So that money is going towards like making sure the protesters have like stuff that they need mm-hmm. and like other things too. Like they're not just, fo- that's just a part of their mission. Um, and they also give money to Black Lives Matter, the LA chapter as well. And then um, you put the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which is that the one that everybody has been sharing that cut off? Yeah. That cut yeah. off. Yeah, They're really like, well. we're good right now, guys. <laughs> yeah. Which that's great. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so those are really important to donate to. There's been tons of docs 
circulated around with local bail funds. Um, I'm sure if you Googled your city or your county bail fund, you would find something that you could donate to. Honestly, even if you just go on Community Justice Exchange, and I'm sure if you email some of the people that work there, they would probably know as well. <laughs> um, if you're like really out in the boonies and you don't know. Um, so also you should donate to blacklivesmatter.com. They have local chapters as well. Um, I suggest donating to both national and local chapters. Um, they do a lot of behind the scenes work. So they are the ones organizing all these protests, making sure that there's street medics there, making sure that there's water, making sure that there's people with bullhorns, making sure there's medical supplies, there's, there's milk, <laughs> there's snacks, all kinds of stuff um, to make this fluid. Um, they reach out to all kinds of organizations to help facilitate these kinds of mass outreach protest situations. And also um, they start petitions. They, um, they start these, uh, or these organized things to like spam your, your council person or your representative to, Hey, you know, tell them this. And they give you a script. They write out a script. Like they do all kinds of shit. Like mm -hmm. we, that I don't even, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Like there's other things that they do that I'm not even aware of because I'm not an organizer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely donate to them because those are the people that are grassroots on the ground. They know where this money needs to go. They also help feed people. Like yeah. right now, there's a lot of people out of work. They don't, they can't afford food and they can't leave their house because they're high risk for COVID-19. So guess who's feeding them? Like Black Lives Matter is feeding people as well. So donate to them. Uh, the NAACP, they um, deal with legal issues, you know, regarding discrimination and racism. Like mm -hmm. at the like high legal level, definitely donate to them. Uh, I already mentioned the People's City Council Freedom Fund in LA. That's specific to LA. If you live around here, um, there is an organization called Join Campaign Zero. They, oh, I'm nerdy, so I love this organization. <laughs> so they are, uh, their focus is on reform. So they want police reform. Um, they're realistic and they know it's not going to just be defunded right away. Like people have to warm up to that shit, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So they have on their website, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> they have a step-by-step -step thing and they have like a list of things that they want done and broken windows, policing community oversight, limit use of force, independently investigate and prosecute community representation body cams, which we know have, you know, not really worked. Training doesn't really work, but, you know, people want to see that because it's a step. Uh, and for-profit policing. Yeah, that's a thing. Demilitarization. Yeah. Um, police unions. That needs to... Why do police <laughs> have unions? They are the most protected profession in the entire country besides politicians and billionaires. Um, billionaires is not a profession. I'm sorry, I didn't say that. <laughs> anyway... Um, they also have data to back this up. They have spreadsheets mm -hmm. you can look at and report. Oh, it's, so, <laughs> it's so fun. It's so good. <laughs> Abby, you would love this. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they have published analysis on police violence and police brutality like all over the place and what has worked, what hasn't. It's great. Donate to them. <laughs> Joincampaignzero.org. Um, this, uh, this next one you get to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, 
I was looking for like some Chicago based uh, organizations just because I live in the Chicagoland area. And so it's very near and dear to my heart. And one that I came across, which is like perfect because I too am a therapist, um, is this organization called Loveland Foundation Therapy. Um, and they provide free therapy to black women and girls. So yeah. um, you can donate to them to help them continue to be able to do that um, because taking services pro bono does end up getting costly yeah. <laughs> um, in order to keep your therapist paid and your community or, or uh, organization funded. But I, I, it's fucking incredible that they're able to do this to provide pro bono therapy to black women and girls. Um, that's like the fucking dream. Um, if I could, I would, oh, I would go into private practice in a heartbeat. If I had like all the money in the world, which I'd never have because I'd feel icky having all of it. Like <laughs> I would fucking go pro bono for so many people. So it's really cool that they do this. Um, so donate to them because I, I don't see a lot of therapy places like that, at least in my area. Yeah. Um, and I say that as a person who works in a nonprofit therapy organization. Yeah. So. I know a lot of therapists like privately do stuff like yes. that. Like the therapist that I did my EMDR with, he had, a he worked like in insurance and had more like, um, affluent clients. And then he also did pro bono work in um, the El Salvadorian community because that's where he's from. And mm -hmm. so he kind of did, he was like, he used his like <laughs> his day job to fund his pro bono work because yeah. that's kind of what you have to do at this point, unless you work for an organization like this. So this is really amazing that that's available. Yeah. You can yeah. do private pro bono work all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't private, private, private practice therapists kind of have that privilege in order to do that. Um, though I've snuck some pro bono clients, but you know, shh. Good for you. <laughs> That's, that is my job as a social worker. Yeah. Um, that is part of my ethics that I am bound to by the NASW. <laughs> um, service yeah. is one of them. And it specifically says in that section that sometimes that means providing services pro bono. So shout out to people who are able to provide services pro bono like the Loveland Foundation Therapy. So, Absolutely. I've yeah. seen a couple Instagram posts circulated to um, a lot of having, they're mostly from black women because of course they're fucking doing mm -hmm. all the work here. <sighs> like, anyway, I'm not going to, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, there's been a couple posts circulating other places that are offering like a couple, like, a couple of sessions of free therapy or some type of therapy or some type of healing. Like uh, some people are offering like Reiki, things like that. Cause mm -hmm. this is traumatic. Like, mm -hmm. and like the shit that happened in LA today, like I'm not black and I'm fucking angry and like crying over it. Like I'm my, my people are not even being killed by the police. And I feel this way. Like imagine like what a black person feels like yep. in this situation this is why you don't fucking bother them and burden them with your guilt of i didn't know that racism existed like don't fucking bother <laughs> them. um so uh one last thing about donating i so i know a lot of us are broke and it is covid19 time so a lot of us are unemployed i am one of them 
<laughs> uh, hopefully that doesn't stay that way for long. Um, there is a way to donate without money. And I just learned this like right before we started recording. So this girl named Zoe Amira, this woman, this black woman named Zoe Amira, she posted a video on YouTube. Um, it's an hour long and it's a blank video and it's just filled with music and art from black creators and there's ads in it. So all you have to do is go and click play, let it play through and let it play through the ads. She's donating all the ad revenue to bailout funds. So Brooklyn bailout fund, Minnesota freedom fund. I think she's probably going to change that. (laughs) Um, Atlanta Mm -hmm. action network, Columbus freedom fund. These are all places that have had a really violent protest. Louisville community bail fund, Mm -hmm. Chicago bond, uh, black visions collective. That's a Minnesota based, um, organization. Oh my God, there's a whole list. I'm not going to go down all of them. ACLU is one of them. Black Lives Matter, obviously. Uh, George Floyd's family, GoFundMe, um, Philly Fund. Yeah, there's tons. But that's a really creative way to be able to donate money. So if you don't have the money to donate, go do that and make multiple YouTube accounts and do that with multiple YouTube accounts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Get multiple views and multiple uh, points of ad revenue. Like that's... God, everybody's so smart. I Seriously. This. I love it. Um, so yeah. The other thing that you can do that is, you know, you don't really have to pay anything to do is sign petitions. Mm-hmm. I'm not listing any petitions because they've been all over the place. So you can go find a petition to sign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you live in the LA area or in the California area, like there is definitely like an LA city budget petition. There's a petition to end police violence. There's a petition to have the police involved in George Floyd's shooting, arrested. Um, There's petitions all over the place. Um, I don't recommend donating to change.org if you do Mm -hmm. sign a petition there because they don't give that money to the petition founders or whatever you want to call them. (laughs) Um, They just use that for their own stuff. So you want to donate to where that money is going to go actually back to the community and it's not going there. If with change.org. So find a peti- yep. find multiple petitions. You know what you should do every day as part of your anti-racism work is find five petitions to sign. Five mm-hmm. a day. Five. And, and do once that you while you drink out, your morning coffee. And play that video while you're doing it. Yep. <laughs> and you have a break at work, play that video. Play that video. Um, you know, while you're getting ready in the morning, play the video. While you're driving, play the video. Um, mm-hmm. And then sign your five petitions. And then this is the next thing that you can do that's free. Call your city council members, your state senators, your state assemblymen, your governors, your congressional and senatorial reps, and your and and your mayors. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the president. Not that that's going to do anything. Um, I've given no. up on contacting the president at this point. Um, call them and tell them that you want to defund the police. And be specific. Say... I want to defund the police. Do not allocate the same amount of budget that you've been allocating to the police in the past. Put that money towards community stuff like healthcare mm-hmm. and education and social workers and anything else but police. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Libraries, like parks and recreation, all of these things. So ask for that. Be specific. There's been a lot of I've seen a lot of Instagram and Twitter posts out there over the weekend and up until today, Tuesday, of scripts that you can say. You can even use resist, the resist bot. I don't remember mm-hmm. the number, but Google resist bot and you text this bot and it already if you give it your zip code, it already knows who to send it to and you just write out a thing and you send it. 
via text messages. Mm -hmm. It's really easy. I do it all, all the time. <laughs> yep. And they have this new option. You can put your letter in the new, the local newspaper. You have to give your name because that's like the regulation. If you have something in the newspaper, you have to give your full name. So if you're comfortable doing that, I was not comfortable doing that. So I didn't. Um, if you're comfortable doing that, do it because it gets more attention if it's in your local paper because all mm -hmm. of the local politicians are like, oh no, like someone's calling me out. So yeah, do that. That's also free. So every day, sign your five petitions, use ResistBot and count and, you know, email your people. And then I don't think it's available for like city council stuff. So you call them or email them, Google who they are, <laughs> mm -hmm. know their names and, and follow their shit they're doing. Like be aware of what's going on at the city level for your, yep. for your city. Um, the next thing is also free. <laughs> Call out anti-blackness and racism in your social circle. That includes your family, mm -hmm. your yep. partner, your friends, yep. people that follow you on Facebook. <laughs> this is hard. I know it's hard. I have to do it too. And it fucking sucks. I'm having to do it right now. And I feel like I'm being, everybody's treating me like I'm like a killjoy. It's like, no, you're, me being uncomfortable is not as important as black lives. Yep. If, if fucking, I mean, it depends on the person you're talking to because there are some people who just don't fucking care. Like they're just never going to change their ways. You still fucking do it, but there are times when it fucking works. Like, I mean, mom, if you're listening, I apologize for using you as an example, but like, I remember my mom saying all lives matter for a while, like when, when Black Lives Matter became like really, really at the forefront um, to white people news. Um, and now she's posting on Facebook all sorts of stuff in support of Black Lives Matter. And like, she's been willing to listen and challenge her biases. And it's because I go, shut the fuck up, you can't say that. <laughs> um, and, and explaining why like why this is wrong, why saying all lives matter is wrong. Um, why saying X, Y, and Z is wrong. It can work. I promise you. I've seen it happen. And it doesn't I've have to be a whole speech all at once. Right. Like, I definitely oh, no. that way, but you can just, if someone says all lives matter, you can just be like, so are, so does your, in, in in your argument, you are saying that, you know, those can't be, those are mutually exclusive right now. <laughs> like, you can just have a really simple conversation like that. It doesn't have to be like a whole thing about the history yeah. of systemic racism. In this right. You could get into that. <laughs> but, you know, you could also hey, you know, like black people got the short end of the stick. Um, since they were forced to come to this country, they've never recovered. And that's not because of anything that they ever did. It's because right. of our government and what, how they built this country, how the government built this country, not physically how black people built this country, but right. <laughs> the government set everything up was for them to fail. Um, and we'll talk about some resources for you to read so you can actually have good conversations about this and actually, you know, give maybe give some of these resources to your family members and friends to read and discuss. Yep. 
know, everybody always complains about it. Everybody's always on their phone. It's like, well, fucking re- start a book club about anti-racism <laughs> and have conversations about this. It's really interesting. I promise you. <laughs> yep. Relevant. And it means something. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. Anti-racism conversations are never fun. It's especially when it's people you really care about. But it has to happen. It has to. Yep. That's the least you can do for Black lives. The least you can do. That is the number one thing you should be doing all the time. Like, yeah, sign your five petitions, call your people, use ResistBot, donate, play your YouTube video. Yeah, but this is the one thing that's going to make a difference because we need people to wake up. And that includes in the workplace. Mm. Um, Especially if you are a white person and you know, like, your ass isn't on the line if you call this shit out as opposed to like a coworker of color or like especially a black coworker. Um I for your black coworkers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are so, talking about standing white people standing in front of black people at protests. You need to do that at work too. Yep. Yep. It's uh whew. Mm-hmm. And that's been a thing at I think a lot of workplaces, but um mine is not Mind is included in that, um, where there are a lot of white people that work in my like sector of the, <laughs> of the organization, um, and very few people of color. And so that means when you hear some bullshit going on about how people of color or black people are being treated at your workplace, that you stick your ass out for them because it's not okay. Um, it's absolutely unacceptable for people to think that they are allowed to treat their black workers and coworkers like this. So um, it sucks confronting supervisors and managers and anybody who is above you, but you are making, you are trying to make your workplace safer for people of color and black people like fucking just do it. Like, at the end of the day, the worst that's going to happen is you're going to get a slap on the wrist or maybe you're going to get written up for, like, insubordination or some shit. But, like, if a black person did that, they'd probably be fired. Yeah. So you can you can handle a write-up. And if you get fired for it, you can fucking sue for it and it will go oh, a lot yeah. further. It will go a lot further because you're most likely white. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and then you can give that money to your black coworker. <laughs> Pay them for their time dealing with racism in the workplace. Yep. And you can probably go find a job much easier than they would, unfortunately, because that's just how the world works. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This is really important. And obviously, you can do this without any knowledge of anything. All you can say is that's wrong because human life has value inherently. That's all you need to know. That's literally all you need to know. That negates any other argument that you can say about racism. But yep. I know a lot. I, I'm one of those people that likes to be prepared, likes to have like a solid argument, likes to have data, likes to have experts that I can call on. So I understand that. Um, I, I'm going to ha- I'm going to give you a list of things to Google in just a second. The, the last thing that you need to do um, other than educate yourself is list. This is kind of part of educating yourself, but you need to listen to and amplify black voices. I've seen a lot of threads on Twitter from white and non-black people of color that 
I have also seen the same shit said by black, mostly black women. Why aren't you just boosting their threads? Why aren't you just bringing mm-hmm. their voices to the forefront? Why do you have to make your own thread? Why do you have to center yourself? That's mm-hmm. it's not about you. You're making it a way to center your center your voice. So yep. be aware of that. Um, there is a site called Where Your Voice. There's a lot of black writers that write for this site and they write about a lot of really important things. I highly recommend you are on there all the time reading shit. Um, the beloved Clarkisha of black Twitter <laughs> writes for them <laughs> regularly and her posts are fucking fantastic. She drags everybody. She, she drags a new person like once a week. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, but my, my friend Roslyn from Twitter, I don't know if she listens to this podcast or not. Um, she writes for them. She writes a lot about like sexual assault, things like that. Um, and Ariana Grande, <laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> um, so just that is, and support them support black voices listen amplify um a lot of people have venmos and cash apps in their profiles on twitter and instagram if you read something like a thread or an article by a black person and you're like wow i learned something slip them five bucks i mean I know that we like a lot of us can't afford more than that. And that's fine, especially if you're reading like lots of articles a day. But just do that because they are educating you. (laughs) And historically, they have not been paid to educate us at all. And they've been writing about this for decades. So do that. I know there's a lot of money related things. Five bucks is not going to kill you. (laughs) Yep. It's $5. I'm fucking cheap as hell. Okay. It's hard for me to donate money. It really is. Cause I'm, I'm still in that poverty cycle of like, I don't know if I'm going to have this job. I need to make sure I save. Like, am I going to have enough? You know, like I'm always worried about that. That's just something about like having no money that like that traumatizes you. And it makes you think that way all the time. You have to just let it go. And you you just have to believe that it's going to work itself out. And that $5 is not going to make a difference. Maybe I just won't eat yep. for a day. That's fine. <laughs> like, I'm not going to die. <laughs> Black people are dying. I'm not going to die from not eating one day. Anyway, so a lot of people, well, I want to talk about this whole like Blackout Tuesday thing really quick because it really bothered oh, me. Yeah. Um, yep. I was like fully confused on like why I was seeing like Black Squares. And I was like, okay, like I, I understand like the sentiment behind it but this is weird like where did this come from like who decided to do this was it a black organizer turns out it was the music industry and it was not they did not want you to post black squares (laughs) it was supposed to be a industry blackout because um the music industry profits off of black people and has forever (laughs) as long as there's been a music industry there would not be a music industry without black people so that's what it was about um I don't know who turned it into this whole like black square Instagram thing, but everybody was tagging it. It was like, it was spamming the black lives matter hashtag. And when you go- when you looked at the hashtag on the Instagram search option, all you could see was black squares and it was a fucking disaster. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was hurting the movement because a lot of people are getting their resources off Instagram, like not just like educational resources, but where protests are being held. Um, what petitions I need to sign. Like, 
who do I need to call? Like what we need? Oh, we need water. We need food. We need whatever, like phone numbers, people, like all of this was getting lost in these black squares. Mm -hmm. So a lot of, I saw a lot of people posting, mostly white people, a lot of well-meaning non-black people of color as well, mostly influencers um, Mm -hmm. posting. I am going dark. I'm muting and I'm going to take this time to reflect and learn. Which, that's great. We should all be doing that. But you can learn and reflect and still post relevant information and help the movement by amplifying the people that are posting, mostly Black voices, and making sure that everybody sees these videos of these police uh, these <laughs> police forces like brutalizing peaceful protesters like that's how like the the mainstream media is not how we're getting all of this information it's through social media like mm-hmm. we can't stop that and i there were a lot of conspiracy theories out there that this was like a someone in the feds <laughs> are the ones that did <laughs> this and i subscribe to that because mm-hmm. this is to- it totally seems like a setup to me so you can do more than one thing at a time. <laughs> you don't have to just yeah. take it. And who really fucking took today to educate themselves? Like, no, like no one. I'm sorry. I don't believe you. You posted a black no. square to be performative. And then you went about your day just so you could make sure all your followers knew, oh, I'm not racist. Like I'm doing the work. You're not like you can post your black square, whatever, do what you need to do, I guess. But you can also learn and educate yourself and reflect and post all the other shit, too, that you've been posting for all weekend. The racism 101 shit, too, that I hate. But whatever. It needs to be done, I guess. So you can do more than one thing at a time. So I'm going to give a list of things for you to Google. I'm not going to say with anything, anything having to do with them. You just need to go Google them. This is pod homework. <laughs> Jess is giving out pod homework. Tulsa Massacre, Seneca Village, Fred Hampton, Dorothy Height, Asada Shakur, Ella Baker, Malcolm X. And I don't mean the white propaganda that you learn in schools. I mean his autobiography and who he really was and what he really did. So Google that shit because I guarantee I didn't know about any of this stuff until recently, probably within the last couple of years. I learned about Seneca Village last week because my black best friend sent me what that was because she had just learned about it as well mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll give you a hint it has to do with central park in new york <laughs> so if you enjoy oh, central park, you need to go google seneca village right now <sighs> um there's a lot of books that i put on this list i'm going to go down the list i'm going to put these in the show notes these are places to start there's fiction, nonfiction, memoirs, autobiography, kind of a little bit of everything. Um, this is a place to start. Like I said, I've read most of these. I haven't read all of them, um, just be- mostly because the library has not gotten them to me. I'm still having them on hold. <laughs> um, if Here's another thing, because most of these people are Black authors. I think there's only one I- white author on this list. Um, If you have a library card, if you don't have a library card, get one, first of all, Mm -hmm. even if you're not going to use it. 
um, it's really useful because most libraries let you borrow ebooks, which you can download an app on your phone and download your your library ebook onto your phone uh, or your iPad or whatever. Um, it's almost universal now, I believe. Um, even if you don't use your library card, download one and request these books if you don't see them mm -hmm. on your library list. Um, because that they will buy them, they will buy multiple copies, and that money goes towards the author. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, super important. That's another way that you can practice activism, I guess, if you feel like you don't have any money. <laughs> um, so, first book, How to Be Anti-Racist by Abram X. Kendi. He also wrote a very long book called Stamped from the Beginning, which is a long detailed history about racism in America, basically from the very beginning, the very founding of America, before the founding of America, when the slave trade was going on. So important. It's long though, I will tell you. Um, it took me a long time to get through, but very important. But the other book, How to Be Anti-Racist, also very important. So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijoma Ulu. I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, that is probably where you want to start. That's a really good one to recommend to your family members that are like starting to break through to them and you want them to get more information and kind of have someone who's black like inform them on how to think about this mm -hmm. it's a good place to start white fragility this is a white author robin um d'angelo but um this is told from a white perspective I thought this book was very boring because I'm not white. So I was like, I already know all of this. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then I was like, this is from a white perspective, explaining to white people what white fragility is. Mm -hmm. So if you're white, you should read this book. Absolutely. Um, or if you're a non-black person of color who is kind of new to racism and anti-racism, maybe this will be helpful for you. Or if you've just lived in a lot of white, like mostly white spaces. Mm -hmm. um, the next one is Eloquent Rage. Uh, by Brittany Cooper. Um, the subtext is a black feminist discovers her superpower. This is a funny, like kind of memoir book. Um, it's really good in audiobook form. <laughs> Brittany Cooper uh, narrates. Uh, Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. This was adapted into a film that you should also watch that um, Michael B. Jordan starred in. Uh, the Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison. Between the World and Me by Tana Hesse Coates. The Autobiography of Malcolm X, as told by Alex Haley. I think that's one of the first things that you should read because we are um, inundated with propaganda about Malcolm X as a country in the education system. Mm -hmm. Told, you know, we're mm -hmm. told that MLK was the peaceful protester and Malcolm X was the radical that was violent, and that's not the case for either right. of them. <laughs> <laughs> they were very much on the same page. <laughs> um, Motherhood So White by Nefertiti Austin. If you are a parent, I highly recommend you read this. This is really good in audiobook form as well. Ain't I a Woman? Black Women and Feminism by Bell Hooks. This is one of the first black feminists I ever read and she changed my life. So highly recommend. Um, it's pretty short too. You can probably get through it in a couple days if you want something to start with that's shorter if you have trouble reading through long things. Uh, the New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. Are Prisons Obsolete? This is an essay by Angela Davis. It's free online in PDF form, and it's only like 130 pages. I'm reading it right now. Oh. I'm not finished with it, but um, really eye-opening. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then the last one I have on here is Medical Apartheid by Harriet A. Washington. This is not by any means like a full list of books that you should read. This is kind of just covers everything like I try, you know, parenthood, uh, medical racism, like, you know, prison abolition, like kind of everything like feminism and also like starting out and also history. So this is just me trying to like cover as much as I can, as well as putting fiction in there and mm-hmm. current stuff with ta Coates. So can I throw one in there? Yes. Um, this is actually a book that you recommended to me um, quite a while ago. It's called The Body is Not an Apology, The Power of Radical Self-Love by Sonia Renee Taylor. Um, and this book deals with a lot of um, like in the idea of the body is not an apology. So that means like in a fat body, but that also means in a uh, a disabled body or a black body. And she has, I, I sign this book as therapy homework for people. Um, I'm like, if you could purchase this book, get it. But like, she's, sh- her whole thing is we cannot get to the place of radical self-love if we do not tear down the systems that prevent us from doing so. Um like one of her quotes in the book is when our personal value is dependent on the lesser value of other bodies, radical self-love is unachievable. Um, so it's very much so a great thing. If you are struggling with the idea that you are allowed to take up space and exist, and it's also really good for challenging the ways that you think about other bodies um, and how we need to, it's not just like, self-esteem work and self-worth work like if you just say positive affirmations you'll feel better about yourself it's like no we need to dismantle all the systems because that at the end of the day is what's preventing for us from experiencing radical self-love so i love this book Mm. i make my kids watch her ted talks all the fucking time 10 out of 10 would recommend love her this book also makes a big point to emphasize that black and brown bodies are inherently political yep um, by existing, you are political if you live in a black or brown body or a fat body or a disabled body. Um, you, there's no going around that. You cannot escape from that. And so tearing down the systems of oppression, like you said, is so important to be able to achieve radical self-love because it's inherent in your existence. Like, the system has set it up that way. Yeah. I use this um, book. I use this book a lot when I, my, my group is on hold right now because telehealth makes groups hard. Um, but this is one of the books that has helped shaped my LGBTQ group mm-hmm. um, in terms of like, our bodies are inherently political. And so how do we cope with that? And then how do we cope with trying to tear down the system when we are also mentally ill? So. Ugh. God, that's a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Me and a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> you know what, though? Teenagers are the people that are going to save us all. So, Oh, they're fucking incredible. Gen Z. I've had, I've had two kids so far this week. It's only Tuesday. Cancel our appointments because they're like, I'm going to the protest instead. I'm like, good for fucking you. Like, this is excused. You never have to apologize for canceling for going to a protest. I'm so proud of you. Fucking love them. Yeah. If you're friends with me on Goodreads, you can probably yeah. go through my Goodreads list and find books 
in there by people of color and black women and black men that are not listed on here. I'm going to try and make even an even longer list if possible. There's also people that have posted tons of lists <laughs> as well um, with cute graphics and um, black owned bookstores that you can buy them. Don't fucking buy these from Amazon, please. Like, like, if you have to, if you absolutely have to, okay, whatever, but try to buy them from like an independent bookstore if you can and have them shipped to you right now, especially a black owned independent bookstore. If possible, it's really important that we support our black community right now. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're friends with either of us on Goodreads, like these yeah. are in our to be read and read and want to read and all the other yeah. whatever. Good majority <laughs> of my want to read comes from Jess's Goodreads. Because <laughs> <So. laughs> Jess actually reads a lot more than I do. Um, my goal is 100 my, books this year. and it's My goal is 20 <laughs> books. My goal is 20 books this year. I have finished one book <laughs> this year. It is June, and that one book was Crystal Star. So <laughs> I'm doing great. Oh, you need to tell Rob Bodron that. <laughs> Yep, Danny, I am one out of twenty. I am uh, seven books behind schedule. I think it's just because I read the Crystal Star, and I was like, I don't need to read anything else. Like this book was so fucking perfect. I never need to read anything again. Oh so. my god! Um, if you're like, I don't, you know, if you have a hard time reading because depression brain sucks, or like you're just like, eh, I'm not much of a reading person. At least. <laughs> At least read some of like the um, whatchamacallits, like the excerpts from some of these books. So like ta Coates, Between the World and Me, if you're going to read anything from that, read Letters to My Son. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that um, I was introduced to in my master's program. And it's, it's really good. Just yeah. read it. <laughs> you can read it while you're sipping your morning coffee and then subsequently having your morning coffee poop. <laughs> um, <laughs> because that is a great time for Open reading material. <laughs> That's gonna be the title of this episode, I guess. Oh, Maybe. No, no, it's not. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I find too when I'm in like a dry spell for reading. Reading YA helps me yeah. get back into it because it's a little bit more accessible. The sometimes, especially when it's fiction, the the plot moves a little bit quicker. Like a lot of times they're placed in like um, contemporary times. So there's not a ton of world building that you need to catch up on and like kind of be like, okay, what the fuck is happening? Like what are these elves and like spaceships uh-huh. and aliens or whatever? Like, so it's a little bit more accessible and it's easier to get into sometimes. So I'll list a couple like YA books that I like the hate you give is one of them that mm-hmm. was also made into a film that you should watch. Um, very, very good. Very but a lot Very of times, like, to what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, YA books, a lot of times, do a way fucking better job than, quote, unquote, adult books to, like, talk about racism in either extremely overt ways or ways that you're not necessarily like, oh, yeah, this is a criticism of American modern racism. Um, I think YA it's because... books are. Oh, go ahead. Finish. Oh, I was just going to say they're a really good medium for that. Um, there's another book called Poet X that I recently read that's 
um, I can't remember the author's name right now, but it's a teen. It's basically slam poetry. The entire book is slam poetry. Mm -hmm. It's this teen that's like realizing what racism and misogyny is. And it's really interesting and really beautifully written. Um, I'm going to say, oh, I think something about the YA genre is it's not necessarily like written, like dumbed down for the Mm -hmm. audience. It's just that it takes place. Like the characters are that age. They're like late teens, early twenties, sometimes mid twenties. And they're discovering themselves. And so they're discovering like oppression Mm -hmm. and racism and marginalization or they have experienced for a long time and they are finally deciding to do something about it and like coming into their activist self or, you know, like things like that. And so it's very um, inspiring when you're at that place personally, when you're like starting to learn about that stuff and you're like, Oh, I feel really connected to this character because I'm going through the same thing right now. I'm learning about all this stuff and I'm realizing what's happening and I'm finally seeing the world for what it is. And so I think that's why it's really in a really appealing genre for something like this, especially for probably um, non-black readers Mm -hmm. because when I'm, you know, I'm just going to come out and say it. Like when you're a black kid, like you kind of understand these things a lot earlier than most right. of us just because of the nature of what you have to navigate um, because it's dangerous for you to exist in the world as a black human being and as a child. So yep. um, also, if you're not a book person, there are some movies I recommend. The 13th. It's on Netflix. It's by Ava DuVernay. It's a documentary. If you are confused about why we're talking about defending the police, you need to watch this documentary because Mm -hmm. essentially black people are still slaves in America. It's just under a different name. Yep. Um, Selma, that's also by Ava DuVernay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You need to watch that. Just Mercy, that's based off of the book that I was talking about that's on a court case. Um, The Hate You Give, Um, I Am Not Your Negro, that's a James Baldwin film. there's so many others out there. Those are just like the basic ones that I'm familiar with because I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe these are all available for streaming. I know Netflix is on, or no, I know that I'm drinking wine. <laughs> I know the 13th is on Netflix. I'm pretty sure Just Mercy is too. If they're not, DM me. I'll hook you up. <laughs> we'll figure out a way for you to watch these. <laughs> we'll we'll stream them on the Discord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, maybe we should. Maybe we should just do that. I know for sure we have the hate you give and mm-hmm. Selma. I don't think we have just mercy. Um, we'll figure it out. Anyway, I think people get overwhelmed with everything that's happening. They're like, "What are you asking for?" <laughs> Mm-hmm. What do you want out of this? Mm-hmm. Like, why are people like, what do you want out of these protests? What do you want out of this? You know, what is this? What do you worth? What do you want this anger to go towards? Why am I educating myself? Like what needs to change? How do you change it? Um, I think a couple of the things are defunding the police, prison abolition, mm-hmm. criminal justice reform, reparations. Those that's where we start. The police, prisons, criminal justice, they're all a part of what we call the prison industrial complex. And it's basically, it, it's, it's integrated with the education system. It's integrated with crime that's based off of poverty um, and economic disparity. 
in communities of color. It's based off of racism as far as um, immigration. Um, it's everything kind of, is, this is the kind of the starting point, I think, for a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, obviously, I, I believe, well, I don't know if it's obvious, but I believe in universal income, mm-hmm. um, universal basic income, because I think it would do away with a lot of the issues that we have. Um, or that people perceive that we have, because I don't think crime is an actual issue. I think it's an economic problem because people cannot survive <laughs> off of yep. what our economy gives them. Um, and our economy is racist. <laughs> so if you just gave everybody <laughs> uh-huh. money to survive off of, you wouldn't have to worry about all of this. But whatever. Um, not that it has never been done in other countries. It has, and it's gone swimmingly. And crime didn't go up and, you know, um, unemployment didn't go up and whatever. There's been studies, but the U.S. is fucking dumb. Anyway, um, the the police state, prison, um, and the court system are a huge problem. They need to be completely, the court system needs to be reformed because I don't know how we do away with that. Um, prisons <laughs> and police need because it's part of our constitution to have like a du- judicial system. So I don't know well, how you do the, that. <laughs> the, the court and prison system hasn't been, um, what's the word I'm looking for, audited since the 50s or 60s. Mm. So, mm-hmm. holy shit, I didn't know that. Yep. Wow. Learned that in my forensic social work class. That was great. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem at all. That's no. pre civil rights movement. What the fuck? Uh huh. Uh huh. That that says a lot. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm kind of speechless. <laughs> anyway, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. Um. I. I. Yeah. Like I said, I don't know what to do about the justice system. That's not my problem. (laughs) That's above my pay grade. But prison abolition and defunding the police, I absolutely understand how that works. Because first of all, the police were never a part of community like crime enforcement. They were a part like like we said at the beginning of this episode, it's about property protection. Yep. Slave catchers. And prisons were essentially a way to put you know uh freed slaves back to work but under worse conditions with no rights and no pay yep (laughs) and they weren't even given like a place to live or anything to eat or clothes or a place to sleep because they weren't property anymore now they were being Mm -hmm. loaned out by the state and so these plantations and mines and you know these chain gang they just this was a new slavery but it was under the guise of um black people are committing crimes because we set up the system so that black people are suspect to more crimes than white people like Mm -hmm. just existing as a black person can be a crime and there's also a lot of like white people just making shit up (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it was just believed (laughs) lynching was also part of the system (laughs) yeah if you if you really want to like get some of the, the like that base level knowledge of like prison abolition and why it needs to be a thing, like do some research, like just basic research, and you'll understand why on the war on drugs, um, mm. and how, um, like if you were caught with X amount of cocaine, like pure cocaine, 
you would get significantly less jail time than if you were caught with X amount of crack cocaine. And that's because usually it was rich white people using pure cocaine and then people in black neighborhoods using crack cocaine. Um, so like that's, that's a very easy concept uh, to kind of get into your mind of, oh shit, we need to fucking abolish the prison system because it's literally built on the idea that we need to incarcerate black folks. Um, and then also from the mental health perspective of prisons, uh, black people and other people of color are more likely than white people to be sent to solitary confinement, which uh, is solitary confinement is a war crime in my fucking opinion. Um, because we know that isolation kills isolation is one of the biggest uh, uh, risk factors in terms of suicide. So yeah, prisons need to go to hell and never come back. Um, I think if you lived through the Reagan era and you don't understand why we're saying this, you really need to relook at your political history that you lived through the yeah. Reagan era. There was like, I don't, I don't know the exact number, but it was more than double the amount of prisons in the U S during the Reagan yep. era because there was a crackdown on crime. This was also yep. when the crack epidemic havoc crack epidemic happened and pretty sure the CIA was flooding the streets with crack cocaine. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Just like how they're doing now with opioids. Yeah. People are like, it's a white epidemic and it's like, mm, nope, the CIA is bringing it to black communities. I did a whole fucking paper on it. This is like kind of like my quote unquote dissertation in my master's program. So don't fucking fight me. I know more than you. The three <laughs> strikes rule under Clinton. Yep. That was yep. a way to incarcerate more black people and people of color. Um, incarceration was the more was viewed as the more humane thing to do for a long time because it was better than what the Europeans were. I mean, I'm talking revolutionary times, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was more humane than like burning people alive and burying people alive and like chopping people's limbs off for crimes. It was like, Oh, imprison mm -hmm. them. And this is part of the penitentiary system. They will do penance. They will right. be penitent for their crimes. So this that's what started this whole like prison as part of the punishment as well as part of the rehabilitation. And now it's just been it's just punishment now. There's no rehabilitation. Um, yeah. And I would like to say, because I have a friend that works in the criminal justice system who is a. Uh, fuck, she's. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> What is it when you're a parole officer? She is a parole officer and she somehow thinks that she is anti-racist. I don't think she listens to this podcast by any can't by any chance that she does. If you work in any system that's involved with criminal justice, police, judiciary, and you are putting black bodies behind bars charging them bail charging them fines that they cannot pay because economically they are not able to be on more sound feet because of how the how the economic system is set up 
you are part of the problem. You are complicit in racism. You are racist. <laughs> yep. yep. Whether you like it or not, you are. And and I see a lot of people being like, well, I, I wanted to go into this to help bring it down from the inside out. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. You are not um, a covert agent of no. whatever you think you are. This is not a movie or a novel. This is real life. If there's a fire inside of the house, unless you're if there's going, a fire, you can't put it out inside of the house. Unless you are going into every single court and burning it down and killing everybody that's inside, you are not helping. <laughs> I hate okay. to be that extreme, but that's where we're at right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't believe I just said that on a podcast. It's going out to the public. <laughs> you know, whatever. And you know burn what? It all. If I can burn down all the precincts, I'm just gonna see it. <laughs> oh, it seeing all. seeing the the precinct in Minnesota burn, chef kiss. Oh my god, fuck yeah! And you know what? The fire department did not come and help. Everybody, no, they, the building, they were like, fuck this. We are giving this up because it's optics to them because it makes it look like a riot and it makes it, it makes pe- black and brown people look like they're being violent without provocation when in fact there have been hundreds of years of provocation for this. Yep. It's all optics. All these cops that are kneeling with these protesters, all of these National Guard people that are kneeling with the protesters, we're in solidarity. If you were in solidarity, you would take off your uniform and say, fuck you, I quit, and get behind the line. Same thing applies if you're in the military. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You sign up to kill black and brown bodies or to suppress their freedoms just because they live in maybe a state that lives in a way that we don't agree with like iran (laughs) iran has its problems but its citizens are not the problem iraq has its Mm -hmm. problems its citizens are not the problem Mm -hmm. oh and i'm don't even get me started on south america (laughs) (laughs) we could be here for a really fucking long time (laughs) (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. we could be here for a real fucking long time world (laughs) like yeah if we're being real like so yeah um I hope this episode was helpful. We're going to give you a lot of information. I hope you can do something with it. You better do something with it. Your call to action is to do something with it. I'm not even saying hope or whatever. Do something with this because people are dying because you are not doing something. And maybe that's like, oh, no, it's like I'm one person. You're one person that could sign a petition that could donate $5 that turns into thousands of dollars that sends an email that gets counted by like a city council, you know, whatever. Yeah. They count all of that shit. All of that shit matters. Yep. (laughs) We posted about it on our Twitter that we're postponing any content that's not related to black lives matter right now, just because like, there's nothing more important. <laughs> like, um, and, and we have talked a lot about on this pod that escapism is important. And like, it's okay to take an hour or two to yourself to kind of rest, recollect, and get back out there. Um, but there's a really big difference between doing that and being like, 
oh, I just need to escape from all of this because it's so overwhelming and stressful for me. If you're not a black person, <laughs> like it, it fucking says volumes when you're a white person and you're like, I just need to talk about Star Wars all the time because it's escapism for me. It's like, mm, no, if you learned anything from Star Wars, it's that your ass is needed here right now. Yeah. Um, and so something that we also did is we encouraged our fellow podcasters to do the same um, in the Star Wars community. Cause I mean, not like trying to like brag, but I'd like to think we have a pretty decent following, um, especially even in only a year of having this pod. Um, so getting it out there to our fellow podcasters to use their platforms as well, because we are in a very privileged position where we have a decent following, a decent amount of listeners who listen every single week to do the same to, if you're going to put out content right now, make sure it's like something along these lines. If you are a white or non-black person. Um, so shout out to all of our fellow star Wars podcasters who have followed in suit. And I hope, not I hope, this is my call to action, like Jess's call to action. Um, my call to action for you is to continue to do the same. Use your privileged platform to um, protect Black lives. Yeah, Black lives matter. I think the other thing that I want to end with is... <laughs> who fucking cares about Star Wars? Yeah, like, seriously? <laughs> If you, I understand if you view life and political things through a, a, a lens of fiction. I get that. I'm exactly like that. Yeah. I make parallels all the time to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. mostly, but to BSG, to yeah. Star Wars, to Marvel stuff, everything. Because our entertainment and our media is is made within the system that we live in. And so we're going to see parallels. And I think we need to reckon with the fact that a lot of media that we consume, I mean, a lot of us are comic book, if not comic book, actually comic book film or television fans with Marvel or DC. We're Star Wars fans. Um, we're anime fans. A lot of these media like genres glorify military war and law enforcement. And I think we really need to look at that and we need to see and reflect on why that is and what we can take from that. That is icky <laughs> and <laughs> maybe not right. Me and Jared talk about this a lot on agent on project Tahiti. So if you want to hear more conversations about this, listen to our season four recaps of project Tahiti, because I bring this up all the time because I'm like, I'm uncomfortable with this. Why are we glorifying yeah. law enforcement? <laughs> like shield is essentially like a fantasy law enforcement, you know, secret law enforcement section of the government. It's really uh, scary. Um, but anyway, the Avengers are the same. <laughs> they are, and they are, they have superpowers. Like we, the Jedi are a powered law enforcement in the galaxy. Like yep. any type of media that we talk about here and we look at, you can find parallels and you need to be uncomfortable with it. You need to be like, that's weird. 
why, why are we doing that? And you really need to think about who is feeding you this. These are big corporations, Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm. Yeah, George Lucas. They're just, they're they're all just Disney. (laughs) Now they are, yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But even if you look at like Iron Man, like first Iron Man. Yeah. Like completely like Iraq war propaganda. (laughs) Like just. Oh, fucking yeah, it is. So transparent at this point. Like even at the time it was fucking transparent. I was like, really? Like (laughs) anyway. Um, But um. I mean, George Lucas was a pretty good liberal about being like, hey, anti-Vietnam War, this isn't cool. We're killing brown Asians. Like, not okay. Nazis are not okay. Like, fascism, not okay. But we're still glorifying the Jedi, even though they're not necessarily the Empire who are supposed to be the fascists. We're still glorifying a different kind of police force that is the good guys. And there's no such thing that exists. Right. You should feel icky. So you need to look at that and you need to reckon with the media that you consume and how you've bought into that for a long time. Because it took me a long time to do that, too. And it's very like, oh, God, what have I? I love this television show. I love these movies. And what have I been obsessed with for this long like why do i like this there's things about star wars there's things about marvel that have these universal like good things about humanity that we all you know connect with and i totally agree with that and understand that and feel that as well as a fan um but there's these other elements that you really need to look at and it's like who's donating money to what politician marvel has donated to the trump uh, re-election campaign, <laughs> by the way. They sure fucking have. So if that... I mean, Marvel has a whole other host of problems with racism, but um, if... I don't know. Just be aware that you're consuming media from corporations, that their goal is to make money off of you. Their money... Their, their, their interest is in keeping the status quo. And the status quo is racism, capitalism, making people want things that they don't have, um, making making people glorify billionaires, law enforcement, and military, and thinking that they're the good guys. When, if you look at the real-life billionaires, <laughs> military, and, and law enforcement, they are not the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> no. So why are we like glorifying them in media? We really need to look at that. So yeah. My closing point. <laughs> yep. At the end of the day, fuck the police. All cops are bastards. Um, if at any point you felt uncomfortable by the things we were saying, um, good. Uh, explore that. Sit in that. Be comfortable with the uncomfortable you're feeling. If you're feeling guilty, good. You did something wrong. <laughs> and do your fucking work. And because I'm Jess and I'm that person, <laughs> I want you to know that we have, we who have been doing this work and have been noticing these things have all been through that. And we continue oh, yeah. through oh, that. Yeah. Continue to fuck up. We continue to 
have to keep reanalyzing anti-racism and how anti-racism plays into our personal lives and our personal beliefs. Like that's, that's continuous work. That's not a, that's not something you do once. It is. Right. I mean, fucking Qui-Gon Jinn and that stupid book is like, I don't even remember the quote, but it's like, you do it all the time. Right. Right. (laughs) The light side is not just a one-time thing. You know, if we're putting it in Star Wars terms, which I fucking who cares? Like, but like normalize changing your views when you get new information. So like something that a good (laughs) example of this today was people being like, oh, well, posting a black square on Instagram with the hashtag Black Lives Matter isn't really doing anything. In fact, it's doing more harm than good and then deleting it. That's good. You've listened to other people and been like, oh, okay, I done fucked up. Let me fix that. So normalize the idea that it's okay that you're changing your views and to fess up when you fuck up. And don't make it about you. Just be like, I fucked up. I will do better. (laughs) Also, just to prevent that, don't just go along with these like trendy, like social media hashtag, whatever, like figure out who's behind them, see who's posting them, see who's promoting them. And if they're not black lives, if they're not black people, if they're not people of color, (laughs) if they're not white organizers in those spaces, don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. Most likely not to be a conspiracy theorist, because I don't think it's a conspiracy. It's the feds. <laughs> because that's a real thing. Yeah. Trying to fuck with activism like that. There is, like, actual proof of that being a thing in our history. Of our government interfering with that kind of stuff. So, don't put it past them to do it now. Right. Also, protect yourselves when you're protesting. Protect yourselves digitally. Be safe. Write write down numbers on your arms when you're going to protest for like um, lawyers that are willing to represent you pro bono um, and like emergency contact numbers. If you need someone, if you live in Southern California and you need someone either LA, Long Beach, Orange County area lawyer, I have the phone number of a lawyer. I don't want to give it out publicly because I don't want her to get inundated with with phone calls, but I have a phone number of a lawyer who's willing to help. Um, donate, educate, talk about this, talk about this, everybody. Yeah. Have conversations. Um, do the work. The work is, 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 is not just one time, one hour, one day, 24 hours of blackout. (laughs) That's not what it is. It is constant. It is constantly learning. It's constantly moving with what needs to be done. It's constantly you know, refocusing or dedicating to your focus to what you're good at and mm-hmm. figuring out what that is and working with an organization where you can help them. Yeah. So that's you. Absolutely. If you want to do that, do that. Yep. And shut if, up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're in the, the Cook County area or any of the surrounding counties and you're like, shit, fuck, I'm in trouble, reach out. I'll figure out something. Make it yeah. work. We'll figure some, we'll help as much as we can if you're stuck somewhere. So, yep. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Mm -hmm. 
do the anti-racism work, Black Lives Matter, fuck the police. <laughs> uh, what else? Cuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> fuck their wives. Fuck their wives. Fuck their wives. We'll be retweeting stuff on the pod account. Um, I mean, from now until the end of time. So I guess... That is why I will say check us out at LBT pod. So that way we you can see some of the resources that other people are putting out. Um, we will be retweeting all of the lists and all of the things. So be on the lookout yeah. for that. And then also on our personal Twitters, we've been doing yeah. that, too. Definitely, definitely follow us on our personal Twitters, because I think that's where yeah. the most information will be. And the yeah. most current information, probably. Because um, sometimes really I forget hard. the pod account <laughs> exists. Yeah, and I have two podcasts, and it's been really hard for me to be oh, like, shit. Yeah, like, I need to po- like I need to make sure like we're getting stuff out. Like it's been it's been hard to like keep up and post and also do everything else. So you know we're we're yeah. under, we're doing and work and or I'm not working, <laughs> you're working. I'm trying to yeah. find work. <laughs> <laughs> And doing a lot of other things right now, too, that are ridiculous. Anyway. Um, all right, guys. With that, cuck the police. <laughs> cuck them. Cuck them all. Fuck title. their wives. I'm coming for your wives, BBs. <laughs> I'm going to fuck your wives. <laughs> Give their give their wives the first orgasm they've ever had. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh.